I really had to like get grounded. That's that's for sure. I started to think like, okay, now that I have a job, I'm gonna use this money to put towards my art career because that's what I want to do and that's where the money is going. So that's where the money went. Jamila Okubo is an interdisciplinary artist that explores the intricacies of belonging to an American, Kenyan, and Trinidadian identity. Born in Clinton, North Carolina, raised and now residing in Washington, D.C., she holds a BFA in Integrated Design from Parsons and has built a successful career as a painter and mixed media artist. The complexities of Blackness are often at the center of her work, but so is fashion. She has worked internationally on several collaborations with major fashion brands like Gorman in Australia, Pierre Moss. She has also designed three Lady Dior bags for Christian Dior and has recently worked with the Tory Burch Foundation. You may have also seen her mural work at Hudson Yards in New York City at Facebook or the Apple Store at Carnegie Hall in DC. The list goes on. I had an opportunity to catch up with Jamila after she wrapped up her exhibit in DC entitled, I do not come to you as a myth, I come to you as a reality, which was showcased at the Mahari Sakar Gallery, where she reclaimed gaze as an artist, a black woman, and a manifestation of ancestral dreams. It was awesome. She also used the signature celestial moon print and boots from Marine Sarah in her work, which I also loved. Check out our full conversation. Hello, Jamila, and welcome to a fashion moment. You know, I am such a fan of your work. I mean, I, everyone I talked, I'm like, do you know, do you know Jamilo Kubo? Like, do you, do you know who that is? Like, I feel like you should. Um, so, you know, when I discovered you, when, um, you know, working at city paper and we were working on that big festival and they were like, you need to get in touch with, you know, some DC artists and see what's going on so they can do these cool workshops. And I'm like, Oh, this is a learning curve. And I just, I really delved into it. I was like, let me get my SEO on. And I, I stumbled across your page and I was like, wait, who, who is this? (laughs) who is this and then I went through your bio and your website and I literally went to buy everything you were ever associated with I was looking for some prints I'm still waiting I I don't know if you believe in them but it's trying to work with the gallery to like create some so hopefully soon Hopefully soon. Yay, you will. It will. It's going to be amazing. But for those folks who don't know, let's start from the beginning. Like I want, I, I want all of us to just delve into who you are. So where are you from and where did you grow up? Um, so I'm from uh, Clinton, North Carolina, um, but I grew up in Washington, D.C., uh, apparently I was, I literally only lived in Clinton for like six months after I was born. All good. And then my All mom good. was like, I'm getting out of here and we're going back to DC. So that's what happened there. Um, but like, I would spend summers like in North Carolina with my grandmother. She would always take me to visit my aunts, older aunts and uncles, you know? So I love it. Yeah. What was your grandmother like? Did she have any influence on on who you are as an artist or did she inspire you at all in your I life? I would say, yeah, definitely. Uh, she is the, the matriarch, the fashionista of the household. Oh, yes. um, yeah. I mean, that's where me and my mom, well, me and my sister really get our shopping habits from. <laughs> <It's> from <her. laughs> um, I love she it. She loves clothing. She loves color, um, prints, fabrics. Like she literally has like closets full of clothing and shoes and more clothing. Um, so I think her sense of style and like love for fashion definitely poured down, you know, into me. Um, 
and yeah, she definitely influenced my art. I would say. I love it. I love it. You know, what inspired you to become an artist? Like, was it like, were you consistently creating things as a child or, you know, was there someone that, you know, a piece that you saw and you were like, I want to do that. I'm inspired. Like, how did it happen? Um, my mom, she definitely inspired me a lot. Um, she, I think like when I was in elementary school, she was working on getting her master's at American university, Mm -hmm. um, for, I think it was like film and photography. Um, yeah. (laughs) She's an artist. My mom mom is the artist in the family. Apparently we have like an uncle who also was an artist too. Um, but she like really, I guess, well, she said that she saw something in me early on, like the, pictures that I would draw at school and bring them home. She was like, you have a really good eye for color. So she always like put me in different like art programs around the city. Like I used to go to some summer camp called Capitol Hill arts workshop. Okay. Is that still around? I'm like, I think so. Yeah. Write that down parents. Write that down. I think it's still there. I hope so. It, it had an amazing program too. Like I was doing art related things. I was doing like jazz, hip hop, nutcrackers. And yeah, that I was all awesome. doing dance and like painting and art. And like my mom would take like African dance classes and I would go with her to her dance classes and like sometimes join, you know, wow. in on the dancing or like um, she would have me like participating as like a, a mini actress in her film projects with her group projects at uh, American university. Like I remember one time she had me, um, I don't know. I was just some, I was basically some little girl and I was, I just remember running around, running away from a vampire and that oh was whatever the project was. That's what it was. <laughs> and I was like the lead role apparently. Oh. But <laughs> So yeah, I've always been, in the arts because of my mom. Hmm. And then also like uh, at my elementary school, I had a really good um, art teacher, Miss Whalen. And which is so crazy because she came to see my exhibit exhibit that's up right now. And it was like a full circle moment because like she influenced my love for art. Like she introduced us to so many different artists, art practices, styles, you know, and like always had like really thoughtful projects for us to like create. So yeah, she was also a huge influence. I love that. It's so important to like, you just never know how you're impacting children. Yeah. It's, you never know. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, you actually went to Parsons. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, why Parsons, you know, out of all of the schools? And what did you study? Like, and, and how did that impact your career? So my senior year of high school, I, I, I don't know why or what happened. I don't, I don't think I was lazy, but I just had a lot of work to do and stuff. So I only applied to three different schools or I was really stubborn. Yeah, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, there's a lot going on. (laughs) So I applied to Parsons, Pratt Institute and uh, School of Visual Arts, all schools in New York. Like I knew I wanted to go to school in New York. um, And I, I got accepted to all three, which was like, whew, wow. goodness, I don't know what I would have done. That's <laughs> major. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And my plan was to go for fine arts because I studied painting and visual arts at Duke Ellington uh, School mm-hmm. of the Arts High School. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to be a painter. And then, but I also had a love for fashion because my mom had this friend who was like super into fashion, like always hipping her to like the latest, like, cool like um you know independent like fashion magazines um and I I would just collect the magazines and be like oh my god 
I love fashion. And then I started subscribing to like Nylon magazine. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Oh. You know, I would rip out the pages and like put them on my like wall and whatnot, you know? And I was like, oh so my God, bad. I want to be a fashion illustrator. So then I was like kind of in between like painting, fashion illustration, which one can I do? And then I kind of, I guess it was fate. I don't know. But I, um, you know, Pratt and Parsons had like a open house, you know, kind of like a freshman orientation day. And both of them were on the same day. And at first I was like, okay, we're going to go to New York and I'm going to try to make it to both. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, And I ended up deciding to go to Parsons open house first. And I just like fell in love. I fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with the school, seeing the students, you know, working and sewing and doing all these things, you know? And I was like, oh shit, I want to go to Parsons. I love, I love it here. I want to be here. And that's kind of like how I chose to go to Parsons. Wow. Freshman year. Um, I didn't, you know, it's like foundation year. So they kind of like, this is your chance to get, you know, dabble into different things and take classes before you like elect your major. Um, And I took a lot of like fashion construction classes and I was like, Hmm, I kind of like fashion. Do I want to be a fashion designer? Uh Can I do both? (laughs) I want to do everything. I want to learn everything while I'm here, you know? Um, I took this class called, I forgot what it, I think it was called like 3D's objects. And this was like my first like uh, introduction to fashion because we basically had to like create garments of clothing from like recycled materials. Wow. So like I made a dress made out of like the paper magazines that I had been collecting. Stop it right now. (laughs) If I could like pull up the photo and send it to you, it's so embarrassing now, but yeah. It was, I love it. Actually, it's on my Tumblr. You can see everything that I've created while I was at Parsons on my Tumblr page. It's still up, it's still uh, public. Um, I can't believe it. I just like documented everything that I was making while I was in school. But yeah, that's kind of how I got into fashion I kind of stumbled upon it and then when it was it came to declaring my major I wasn't sure what I wanted to do I was like do Mm. I still want to do fine arts and paint and then I found out about this program called integrated design and what is that it's like a self-disciplined uh interdisciplinary major program where you choose a focus um that they offer or yeah so it was like fashion sustainability service design and i believe product design wow so those were like your four focuses and then you basically create your own um curriculum wow around that like they have core classes Mm -hmm. for each focus but then you would choose your electives you know to inform your practice or studies or whatever so yeah i chose fashion because i was like hmm, i really like fashion and i want to paint still so i was trying to figure out like how can i take painting classes and do fashion stuff i wasn't able to take painting classes because they were being really like anal about letting non majors get in so i ended up taking a lot of fashion courses like that's i'm pretty much like a fashion major <laughs> but because it was a self-disciplinary program, I um I took like in my core classes when we had like projects that we were focusing on, I would like somehow incorporate painting into the project. Wow. Because I really wanted to paint. And so it was really me just like remembering everything I learned from high school about painting and then s- figuring out how to incorporate that with like my fashion studies and girl and you're doing ex- that right now you're doing it right now <laughs> yeah. so oh yeah and then I took a lot of like print design classes too like, wow um but again Parsons didn't have like a very rigorous uh fashion program dedicated to like pattern design it was oh. just like the the basics and what you need to know um you know with designing prints and patterns and doing textiles in case you do work for a company. Cause that's what they're preparing you for. You yeah. know, to work for one of these like 
major design houses. So now I know you did intern throughout your time mm-hmm. in New York. So yeah. what kind of internships were you tapping into at the time? You know, Freshman year, I was really ambitious and <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking. Cause I was like, I was a full-time student, 18 credits. And I was like, I want to do a fashion. 18 internship. credits. Oh, yes. you no. No. Uh-uh. Luckily, I didn't no. need it. I didn't have a job at that point yet. Um, but by the second year when I did have to get a job, I was like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. But I was still pushing through. But I my first internship was with Africa Fashion Week New York. Um, yeah. By Adiat Disu. Yeah. So that was like really fun. Um, I was like a social media strategist. <laughs> Yeah, so I was doing social media for the Instagram, the Facebook, email newsletters. You know, yeah. doing the graphic design for the email newsletters, the whole thing. And then, like, I finally got to like experience Fashion Week, or like at least Africa Fashion Week, because they had their own separate, yeah, like runway show. And it was really, it was awesome. Like, and also not to mention Adia Miss Disu, she was like a boss babe like she was bad like I love it. and she was also really young so I was like really inspired by that like, yeah she, she just had it together and I was like wow I want to be like her when I grow up <laughs> um I also interned for Brother Bellies I interned for Suno New York <gasps> you did there. I mean it's no longer a brand but I, I really interned oh for them too I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did I have an intern for anyone else? I I think that was really it. Yeah. Probably yeah. all that I could do anyways, because I was also working part-time. I was like working part-time at anthropology <laughs> all yeah. throughout like my studies. Yeah. And then sometimes I think by like my junior, senior year, I was working doing work study on campus too oh my goodness yeah you're a beast you're a beast like (laughs) i was i don't know what's going on now i'm too tired whatever get out of here (laughs) what i mean let me tell you guys okay um jamila is like the queen of the collab but before i get into the all the collabs so you graduate did you work for someone? Did you go out on your own? Like, what were your next steps and sort of what was that process like? Um, that process was very scary because I don't know why, but I just felt like I wasn't prepared or didn't have the like all of the skill sets. And this might have been a mistake on my own, or maybe not, because maybe this was the journey that was carved out for me. But like mm. I had already thought that I was not going to get a job in fashion because I didn't have all of the knowledge that like a four-year fashion student had, even though I took like classes. So I ended up moving back home mm. and I worked, I worked at um I worked at this like dessert drink place <laughs> called Holy <love> Moly. <laughs> so I was making like Burmese dessert drinks. That was like my first job out of college. I was like, wow. Ah. And then I was, you know, I just kind of, I was burnt out also. So I just was like, I just need a job and mm. I need to make money and I'm tired and I just need to get some rest and like figure out what my plan is. And so then I was given the opportunity uh, by a former high school teacher, um, he put me in contact with um, this independent publishing uh, house called uh, Shout Mouse Press, and it's based in DC. Yeah. And they work with high school students um, who are, you know, aspiring authors. And so the high school students that they work with write the books, and then they collaborate with illustrators to illustrate their books. Wow, um, which is really awesome. So I was given the opportunity to apply for that, and then I got the opportunity. And I was working with you know these high school students over the summer, who like wrote this story about a lion and a hyena, and it was basically about racism, but in the jungle 
or like in the you know animal kingdom and yeah it was it was it was pretty it was pretty cool and they wrote the books for like some second graders or third graders that they were tutoring i was like i love this like this is so cool so that was like my first like gig out of college like when i was in school i also started doing freelance illustrating too Mm. Um, because I was like sharing my work on Tumblr and it started to get reblogged and shared. And because people were reblogging my like work that I was doing at Parsons, um, people started reaching out to me for like illustration opportunities. Wow. So that's kind of how I fell into illustration because I didn't take any classes, you know, on how to be an illustrator. I just remembered what I learned at Duke and just kept doing that. <laughs> so, so you're, people are looking at your Tumblr, they're getting, you know, they're reaching out to you for opportunities like, Hey, and then did it just sort of build from there? And you were like, you know what? Wow. That's literally, <laughs> that's literally how I've um, been working for like the past few years just by like sharing my work, me sharing my work on social media, on Tumblr, like really like my work is now out there. So I guess when people look up, you know, like African art or black art or like, you know, black illustrators or women artists, my work pops up in their feed or search engines, um, which is really great because Shout out to hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> a lot when I was using my Tumblr, everything you could think of. Um. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I got to ask in that period, like before that major transition and people started reaching out, what was sort of like your mental space? Were you, um, you, you mentioned you were burnt out. But, like, what sort of, like, mental, like, while you're making these, like, you know, drinks or shakes or, you know, (laughs) whatnot, like, what's going through your head and what kind of energy was happening at that point? And, like, what advice would you give someone who's at a point where they're tired or they're just, like, you know, they're moving back home because of, you know, the pandemic and they weren't able to pursue their their dreams or make that next collection and they're not sure, you know, where things are going, like what kind of mindset or energy would you recommend for them from that experience that you had? For me, honestly, like at that time I was definitely, I was feeling lost, you know, I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing anything creative. Like, what is this? This isn't my life. This isn't who I am. Uh, you, know? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like I went through a period of just like, oh my God. And you know, like this is when Instagram was like started to get more popping and I'm looking at other people live their lives and working in fashion. That'll and do it every time. You're going on you know, exotic trips. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Oh my God, I'm a failure. But then I was like, wait a minute, no. And you know, like after I did the illustration for the book, I got another opportunity to like create artwork for like an auction house um, or like this auction. Um, But I mean, like I really had to like get grounded. That's, That's for sure. I started to think like, okay, now that I have a job, I'm going to use this money to put towards my art career because that's what I want to do. And that's where the money is going. So that's where the money went. Like I was making the drinks and then I was using that money to go buy supplies to like make art for, you know, the children's book. And then, you know, getting paid from the children's book allowed me to like buy more art supplies and like, you know, create from home. And also I started looking, I was like, I kind of had to make a plan and I was like, okay, I need to figure out what it is that I want to do. And at the time I was like, okay, I'm going to start my own pattern design brand. That's what I'm going to do. So I like signed up for this um, pattern design program called Make It in Design. And they offer different level classes depending on where you're at uh, with, you know, print design and or surface pattern design 
And I took, I was taking those classes online, trying to build up my like portfolio and, you know, um, just like get back into the rhythm of like making art. And then I, I got the opportunity because someone recommended me um, to like do packaging design for Freddie Harrell. Um, she, you know, she has her like um, hair, uh, what do you call it? Like hair clip, hair clippings and wigs. Yeah. yeah. Um, brand. Um, I think it's called Rad Swad. Red Swan. That's what it's called now. But I designed the packaging design for like the first wave um, of like when she had started her brand. And that was really cool because I was like, oh my God, I can do this. Okay. Oh, this is premium hair, girl. This is yes. premium. <laughs> <laughs> I really, and I got to like, you know, she had a pop up in New York um, and I finally got to meet her you know, and like try on the wigs. I was like, Ooh, stop it. I love it. (laughs) You know, girl, you know, I'm like the wig queen. I got my Bobby boss. I need a Bob like that. (laughs) Bobby boss, Felina. (laughs) Now everybody's going to go buy it, you know, buy it up. (laughs) And it has a little color. I was like, yeah, I got a blue. I have a blue one in today. She's a a midnight blue. You know, they're hard to come by, but (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, that's amazing. I, I love that. So essentially, you know, getting grounded and then making a plan. Yes. Love make it. a plan. Yeah. Love and it. And stick to it. Like also not to mention, I even had like a poster with my like one year, three year, five year goals on you the did. wall. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I, I threw it away and I wish I did not because then I could look back at it and be like, wow, this is like when I hit those marks. But like, one of them was like, you know, to become an artist full time. And then another goal was to like, sh- you know, showcase my art in a gallery in DC, showcase my art in a gallery in New York. Like I was just like, I love it. Putting out, putting it out into the universe, you know? So. And let, you know what guys, let me, we got to break this down for you. I, I, you know, I know Jamila, you know, she's like, uh, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. So let, let's go down the list of collabs. And I mean, I, I could go on all day, but when I discovered that Jamila had collaborated with Christian Dior on an actual handbag, I died. I died. It was like, you basically have a lady Dior bag, like your design. Where is it? If anybody knows where we can find one, please DM me email me, text me, like, please, because I'm looking for a Christian Dior Jamila Okubo bag, like stat. So how did that happen? How did that happen? Um, so I, at the time I was working full time in retail. So this was like my second year, you know, being out of college, I guess. Yeah. And I was working at and other stories. They had a store in Georgetown, um, for a good little like three years, I want to say. Um, but yeah, I was working there full time. <laughs> and then uh, I got an email from the brand. Yeah, I was just like, while you're working retail full time, you get an email from Christian, like Christian Dior, the brand. Yes. And they're like, we're doing well, it wasn't the brand, but it was like um, an art consulting company that is working with them and was helping them, you know, find artists to work with, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they reached out to me and I was like, Hmm, I've never heard of you guys. You know, I'm Googling it. <laughs> and and shade. Like, Everything's in French. <laughs> what is this? Oh, I don't know. You know, and I was just like, is this real? Is this scale? They were like, scam? we found this scale. We found this scale in Washington, D.C. That we love. <laughs> You're right. I was just like, is this a scam? Like, you know, and it's funny because at first I was like, if this is real, this is crazy. Right? And, you know, I'm like emailing them back and I'm like, okay. And the process was odd. Like they were like, um, if you can like submit like three designs, um, we're going to share it with Christian Dior, the brand. And then if they approve, then you got the collaboration. I'm like, how'd that work? I thought y'all was reaching out to me because, 
you wanted to work with me, but I, I was so confused. I was just like, mm, okay. And I'm still like on the, like, you know, I'm like, I don't know if this is real. I don't know. So I literally, the designs that I made, <laughs> I did it the old school way. Cause I don't know how to like trademark, you know, yeah. or put a, what is it called? A watermark, a yeah. watermark. Yeah. I literally kept stamping my name all over the, the document. And then I submitted it to them. They were like, I'm sorry, ma'am, but can you remove that thing that you have on top? And I was like, um, how do I know I can protect my work? How, how am I supposed to like that is so protect cute. my work? And they're like, I assure you everything will go as planned and you will get this collaboration. I'm like, okay. And so then I, you know, sent the images of my designs without the watermark. And they were like, okay, great. They love it. I'm like, okay, now what? Like, what does this mean? Who do I meet? You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then they were like, okay, so like Dior, uh, their couture, the couturier house. I might be saying the no, term. Saying right. right. Yeah. Um, they were going to create like samples of the treatments that I wanted. Um Actually, no. Yes, that's what happened. Um, so I had to like tell them what I had envisioned for like the materials and things, you know. And then I finally had a meeting with Olivier Bialobos and um, one of the head designers at the time. Uh, I think his name was Alex. Alex or Alex. I think it was Alex. Um, and we met at... <laughs> It's so funny. Well, I'm just a paranoid person. I don't trust anyone. Hey, um, and mean, we're black in America. It happens, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so I literally, so we, we like, they sent me a address to meet them at, and it was a hotel. And I was like, why are we meeting at a hotel? Okay. What is this? I hit up my friend <laughs> who lives in New York. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I was like, I was like, hey, Darius, I'm going to be in New York. Um, I'm supposed to have a meeting with a specific brand. And I told him who the brand was because like, he's like one of my close friends from high school. And I was like, yeah. Um, and we're supposed to meet at a hotel to like discuss the designs, but I don't want to get kidnapped. So can you like meet me and walk with me to the hotel? And in case anything pops off, you know, oh you my were, you're my witness. You were there in the lobby with me. I know? love that. <laughs> and he actually met me at the hotel. And like, it's funny. Oh God, I'm such a paranoid person. I saw this like big black truck pull up to the hotel. I was like, oh, my they're God. coming to get me. <laughs> <laughs> but really, it was just Olivia Villalobos, you know, getting chauffeured around. Okay. His, you know, truck SUV, whatever you want to call it. And we meet in this really nice, like, it's like an indoor outdoor, like garden cafe in the back of the hotel. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. It's, yeah. it's cool. It's legit. I, it's I legit. Was definitely was overthinking everything. I was like, why are we meeting at a hotel? Are we meeting in a hotel room? This is sketchy. You yeah. Know? And I'm, so, but it went really well. And like, they, you know, brought out the different, um, materials samples and you know like because i had one all of my bags were beaded actually or had some sort of beading techniques so they basically brought out samples of like beaded material um like beaded my beaded designs my designs like beaded basically on like leather on the leather that was going to be made out you know the handbags that that's what they were going to be made out of. Um, so that was like amazing to see. And then we were just talking about colors and the, you know, how big do we want the flowers or how small, you know, and like just the little intricate design details that, you know, make up a bag. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like I want to do this. Podcasts are awesome. And I know you love them too, or you wouldn't be here right now. But have you ever thought about starting your own? Don't worry, you don't have to be a techie, but you do need a bit of guidance so you don't make costly mistakes. My name is Sunny, and I've been podcasting for a long time. I've launched more than 15 profitable podcasts, and I'm the founder of the Independent Podcast Network. 
my online course, How to Launch Your Profitable Podcast in 30 Days, gives you the keys to the five P's of podcasting, which is everything you need to launch and grow a successful podcast. You get unlimited access to more than 35 videos and dozens of handouts. And when you purchase my course, you're also supporting this awesome podcast because they're getting 50% of the money when you use their special link. How cool is that? Let me help you get started with your podcast. Go to podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. That's podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. Was your mind blown? Like here you are Sushi. working at the retail store and then you're, you're, you're going out to New York yeah, like, I was like sorry, talking about a Christian Dior handbag design. Like, were, did people think like when you came back, like, were they just like, girl, please? Like, what are you talking about? Like, some of my coworkers was like, huh, what? Jamila? Dior? You know, like, that's yeah. random, like, you know. But I think over time they start to realize like, oh, shit, Jamila, you, you pop it. I'm like. <laughs> I'm just, you know, make work and get out of here because I don't want to be here forever. So, wow, you know, that was so like that was happening. It was happening, and then like after that, you know, like I had I started calling out a lot more. Not calling out like saying I'm not coming in, but just like requesting off. Yeah, I was requesting off a lot. I was like, I have to go to New York again to meet with. Uh, the vice president of communications um, at Dior. Yeah, they're coming from France, so I can't I can't miss this meeting. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> and they're like, "What?" And, they're, and like, my manager was like, "And then I knew you were gonna leave soon." And I was like, "Oh," <laughs> you know, because like I wow. made a family at like the store that I used to work at. Like, we're still in contact with one another. Like, those are yes. my like girls. Um, but yes. it was just like, wild. It I was love wild. my retail family. Like any anybody who's worked on the floor of a retail store yes. or even, you know, worked as a server or a hostess. I used to be a hostess at Dos Caminos part-time and Soho. Oh, wow. Paula. But those, those are some of my, those are still some of my closest friends till this day, you know? So it's such a great experience to have. Yeah, it definitely is. It, it really is. I think everyone should have that experience once in their lifetime. It'll humble you a little bit, you know? <laughs> Tell me about it. But but you also, you also, you, uh, Gorman's in Australia, use your your artwork for several designs. Yeah. Um, Moss, you know, collection three, or was it four? Three? I think it was three. It was three, yeah. yeah. Three. Um, how did, I mean, like, I, you always like, I know, like, I'm always like, oh my God, Jamila, like I saw you, what are your shirts? And you're like, Kirsten, I'm not a designer. I'm an artist. But I mean, like, how, how does, how does that process work? Do you basically create the prints for the bodies, like the, the pieces in the collection, or do they say, Hey, Jamila, this is what we're thinking about doing. And then you sort of submit an like an idea or concept. Yeah. So they'll usually tell me what the theme is or what, you know, they're going for. And then I will just go to town as far as with like illustrations um, and then like create patterns specifically for Pierre Moss. I created the illustrations for their pattern designs. Like I, I did submit a pattern, but I don't think it was that great, which was had me shook because I was like, I cannot be submitting shitty designs to Pierre Moss. <laughs> like this is my chance to Our, prove myself. You're you like know, my but, bad, Kirby. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, but like they ended up turning them into some really nice prints, like the illustrations that I created. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like I still have a lot to learn, but this was an it was an awesome opportunity. Um, you know, like I'll send like sketches and then they'll, you know, tell me which direction they like for me to go in. And like, we go in back and forth with like color palettes and, 
you know, revising the designs. How did the Gorman's thing happen in Australia? Like literally when I found out, I was like, huh, what? You know, I, I went on your page and I was like, oh, let me go under collaborations because basically I want to buy everything that I can. And when I discovered it, I was like, wait, what? I just literally went crazy. My, me and my sister, like we, we're still just like we swap outfits, like yes. in their collection. So, like, how in the world did that? Like, how did how did people find you? Like, what is going on here? They keep finding me on the internet. They I swear. really do. Like, <laughs> I just like I'm one of those artists that pops up when you look up black art, or I don't know. Maybe it's like my artist blackity 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 black. Blackity black. <laughs> black, black, black. One <laughs> of our favorite <laughs> one of our favorite phrases on the podcast. Blackity black black black. Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean. Lisa Gorman, the owner, she reached out to me via email and was like, you know, I was doing some research on, you know, black art and like artists and you popped up and I love your work. Or she, uh, she also said she was watching, she's been watching my work for a while. I was like, oh shit. Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. You know, I'm like, okay, that's, that's really cool. And then that's kind of like how we started working together on that collaboration. And it's really cool because Gorman does collaborations with different artists. Yeah. Like every season or every year. And the collaborations are amazing. The use of prints and colors and the way uh, her team turns these, you know, artworks into patterns, really talented team and I was lucky enough to like meet them you know I got to go to Australia for a week (laughs) yeah and that was really cool because I got to meet the team I got a tour of like you know the design house and like where they work and where they make samples and all the past samples from collections and like seeing samples of like what we were working on you know, and like being able to like buy some of the pieces from their stores. Like I visited different um, stores in the area because I was in Melbourne and that was really cool because like I got to meet some of the sales associates and I was like, yes, like I, you know, I was a sales associate too. Gotta go to the floor. Gotta go to the floor. I love it. Um, So yeah, that was really cool. It It was a cool moment. You know, it's just, it's the art world. It's so interesting to me. I mean, I took one, I like took my one little, little Harvard museum studies, (laughs) like intro course and just sort of delved into like, you know, how art is acquired and, you know, the process and, you know, how it works. And it was just completely fascinating, not only because I was one of the few Black people in the actual class, but <laughs> also the fact that, um, you know, there's still a lot of room left for representation in the art world. So I'm curious from your experience, because you are so successful, um, you know, in so many different ways as a painter, you know, mixed media, collage. I mean, you do so much illustration. Um, How did you navigate the business side in terms of being featured at galleries? Um, You know, was there a mentor or someone who sort of helped you navigate that portion of the business? And, you know, what are some of the things that, artists of color can do to sort of break into or even create their own spaces mm. for their art. I know that's a complex, like, yes, <laughs> question. Very complex. we're like, girl, really? <laughs> Honestly, like, um, I mean, as far as like my illustration work, it was a lot of research that I had to do a lot of Googling. Um, there's like this guidebook that I live by and treat as like my Bible. And this was like what really helped me get my like illustration work career together. Um, As far as like pricing my work, writing contracts, knowing what to look out for, how to go about, you know, talking about a project with the client or negotiating. Um, But it's called the pricing 
ethical, I think it's the ethical pricing handbook. It's the graphic artist guild handbook, pricing and ethical guidelines. Um, but that's like my holy grail, my Bible. And We're going to have to put that in the show notes for the audience. Yes. And then this book called Artwork, Everything You Need to Know and Do as You Pursue Your Art Career. Um, and those two books have really guided me. Oh, my God. You have them with you, like, right yeah, there. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually looking at them yesterday because I needed some advice. Yeah. Um, but also, like, aside from that, over time, I've... Um, had a few mentors or at least older friends who like give me advice on things like my friend, um, Miss Shea Love. She's like a artist, illustrator and muralist, uh, in the DMV area. Very talented, amazing work. Um, and then also, um, I have like other mentors who just like have helped me navigate the fine arts world because this is kind of a new territory for me. Um, considering that like I have a somehow have a major background in illustration. Um, they keep finding you Apple, Facebook, Tori Birch there. I'm, I'm telling you guys, like she's everywhere, everywhere. I look, I'm like, Oh, there's Jamila. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like for me, I just kept, I've been learning, I would say backwards. Like I started by like putting my work out there and just, hoping for the best. And luckily I've got, I've been very lucky or fortunate because companies continue to reach out to me to work with me. I still feel like I need to learn about like how to reach out to companies. Like, I feel like I'm at that point where I can do that or like pitch my artwork, but I don't know how to do that because I'm not seasoned in that area. Girl, girl, you know, we don't talk offline, offline. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that. Answer your question. You did. You did answer my question, and I actually think a part of what really comes out—it's it, you know, I, at least just in general in different industries, especially creative ones. Sometimes people can feel pressure to sort of like curtail their work in different ways to be more palatable for certain yes. audiences. But from your work, I feel a, a, a real sense of a hundred percent like authenticity, like I'm doing me. And if you follow her on social, you will see even more of that come to life, which I love. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I have to ask as well, um, in your opinion, would you consider fashion art? I know that's like a big philosophical question in the art yeah. world and the costume Institute at the Metropolitan Museum of Art is constantly exploring that. What are your thoughts on that? I would say, yes, it is like, you know, the lady Dior collaboration is a perfect example of that. Dior was, you know, I don't know who gave them the idea or where they saw the idea or who did it first but it's a brilliant concept. They know that their patrons or like their number one customers are also into art and what better way to, you know, collaborate with artists on their handbags. And when I tell you, when I went to the, the launch of it, there were all these people, you know, there was like a select few of people there. And it obviously were the people that is their clientele who spends lots of money on Dior or their handbags and actually collects the Dior lady handbags, like for a living, you know, the same way Drake was collecting them. <laughs> was it the, what is it? Hermes? Hermes? How do you pronounce that brand? Yeah. Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. I'm really bad at pronouncing things. Hermes. But was it Hermes, Hermes that he collects? And he was like, I'm collecting these for my future wife. Yes. Dear Lord. Aren't they all? Right. <laughs> so like there were, I met like a dentist and like a doctor, like wow. these really fancy people. Like was, I met, it? was it in New York or were you in Paris? It was in New York. It okay. was in New York. Yeah. At one of their like flagship stores. And I like met these people who like have these 
well-paying jobs and they're like yes i love to collect the dear lady art collaboration bags every year i'm like oh that's amazing it's art it is art art. like i still have my lady dior bags wrapped up in their like protected plastics because i'm like when i get my own place i'm gonna you know put them up and like you know (laughs) like it's art I'm like obsessed. It is art, you guys. It's art. I my dream at some point, um, the the WPA, like they reach, you know, like I have this concept of showcasing black art, black designers, like and black fashion art people in DC. And I came up with this concept and the WPA like reach out, but this is before the pandemic hit. And they were like, Oh, we want to interview you for this. And I was like, girl, like get ready. Like everybody get ready. It's happening. Like, I can't wait because I think there's so much talent, you know, in the district that people just yes. aren't aware of. And so uh, the pandemic hit and I was like, Hey guys, are you still doing interviews? And I was like, I guess not. But like, I, it is, my dream though to see like all of these collaborations that you've done like actually displayed in the art oh uh, yes that, that is my amazing. that is my dream so I want to see the bags in a protective case displayed and a beautiful like this is this is Jamila Okubo like the fashion like this is the fashion Same. I want to do that I'm like, oh. I'm like does that mean I don't know yeah I don't I know I want to do an installation like that too that would be so yeah cool. like an installation I want people to see like all of the amazing work you've done and all of the amazing like DC is a great place so I I'm just so thrilled that you're here and I love the great work that you're doing fantastic and you know I we have to talk about your current exhibit now I know by the time this comes out it will be over but tell us a little bit about your project I do not come to you as a myth I come to you as a reality you guys I literally I it took everything to stop me from like crying my eyes out in the gallery when I saw her artwork because it was just so transformational and beautiful. Thank you. Um, So that exhibition, I would say it came together over a year. Like it was definitely a process. Um, Yeah. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do at the beginning, but then I read this um, reading by Bell Hooks called the oppositional gaze and i was like wow she is speaking to me right now i can't that's when i had my first panic attack reading bell hooks on a bus i just it was too much i can imagine i was like it was triggering i was like i can't breathe (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i know i know that oh lord yeah i'd be shook on the bus i'd I'd probably yell at somebody (laughs) on accident like excuse me it was bell hooks talking no but um that was like kind of what was my starting point i was like wow i want to explore what it looks like to reclaim black a black woman to reclaim her gaze you know um especially in like a like a just a white space and like white supremacist space, like everything, you know, I don't know. Yeah. People of all races are, you know, affected by it. That's just real talk. So when you say gaze, do you, are you referring to how she is perceived? Yeah. How she is perceived and you know, how people look at her, but also just like, what does it look like for her to like, look at you and kind of you know assert that this is who I am and you can't change anything about it um just take it for what it is Uh, I I was reading that you know she said something like you know a lot of slaves you know would always put their heads down when you know talking to their masters or just like to white people out in public and to look at a white person into like look them in their eyes was like a sign of disrespect. But for them, it was like a, 
a resistance, you know, it was a, a form of like freedom of like, you know, standing their ground, making eye contact. So that was like a huge uh, part of like this body of work where I was also talking about, you know, what does it look like to be connected to your spirit guide or your spirit or your ancestors, um, whomever you refer to them, they, her, him as. Um, and so it was kind of like those two themes as one. And so in my paintings, you'll see like the main figure, which is this black woman with Bantu knots and like her spirit figure. So whenever they're together, her eyes are open. Like you can see that she has yellow eyes. And is that what the yellow was for? I was yeah. I'm going to ask about those yellow eyes. Yes. Wow. Um, so like, and then there are, you know, portraits that I did of the main figure where she's by herself and you only see like her silhouette, right? Like you don't see any facial features because that's kind of like a representation of like black women in their day-to-day -day lives, you know, living through all that we live through and go through. Um, and it looks like everything is absolutely okay when it's not. That's kind of like what it feels like to exist as a black woman in this world in this country really um that's so what that I felt when I saw it I, I it just all came rushing in as I was reading you know the the book along with each of the pieces and I was like it's so true and then I started thinking about my experience as a black woman my family's experience as I'm delving into my ancestry like yeah. those women it was just so much and I I could really feel that and just also uh, you know so <laughs> I love a few of the pieces where uh the figure is actually in a very powerful stance or in like you know yes. it. and I'm like <laughs> yes but also what was the inspiration behind um you know I know you use a lot of celestial um patterns and you selected um one that is very similar to Marine Serre and so I, I'm curious where the um, inspiration for that choice came from in your in your work. Well, one, I'm a huge fan of Marine Serre, um, the brand, and I also just love that pattern. Like, I think it's so bold and like powerful, just like those moons and like the zebra print boots that they also have. Or I don't know what they if they would consider them zebra prints, but I was like, yeah, I'm obsessed with this. And I was like, that's what my spirit figure would wear because I know her, you know, like that's just my I connection to my spirit figure. She's like this Aries badass. And wait, are you an Aries? I am. That's why I love you. I'm a Gemini. I love Aries. Ah. I just freaking love Aries all day straight. No chaser. And I love it. That is wild. <laughs> That's why I wanted that, that, that photo. I mean, it, it sold. And I was like, if I could, I'm like obsessed with the one of your spirit. Like just, yes. So she's just like dipping it. It's like beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what is on the horizon like that you can actually share with us? Like, is there anything that you're working on? What am I working on right now? I am. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm doing like illustrations for the Tory Burch Foundation, which has been really cool. I really love the Tory Burch uh, team. They're amazing women to work with. Um, they're giving the money to the ladies, great fellowship program. Go get it. Yeah. I really love what the Tory Birch foundation is doing. And I wish I had known that this had existed like four or five years ago when I was in school. Like yeah. I didn't know the foundation was a thing, you know, like if I had known, I definitely would have been on those resources and like going, you know, watching the seminars and reading the interviews and like applying for whatever they were offering, like grants and whatnot. Like it's such an amazing resource for people. And that's, that's one of, I guess I would say the advice I would have for people who feel like they're at this point where it's like, they don't know what to do. Like do your research, do your research. Like Google is your best friend, whatever it is that you are trying to do, put that in your Google search. I don't know, 
put how to and like that's your start you know of searching people mess up with the internet like they mess up we got we have google we have social media like yes. skillshare it's, it's like you know the world is your oyster the world is your <laughs> oyster if you use it correctly like also yeah. youtube youtube university you can learn wow. so much on youtube for free i mean yeah the ads suck but <laughs> It's free information that someone else is getting paid to tell you. So Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, you know, I have to ask, we ask all of our guests on the show, what is one of your, one of them, because I'm sure you have several, but one of your favorite fashion moments of all time, it could be something that you experience or something that you observed or even, you know, just something that happened. It's people have such a variety of experiences that they mention on the show. I would say for me, as far as experiences, it was definitely working closely with the um, with the Dior team. Um, Hands down. On designing that handbag. Like it was like, it was like heaven for me. It was like being in a candy store, a little kid in a candy store, you know, where it's like, you can design your bag however you want. And I'm like, really? I want to do all the things that I was like, I want beads and glimmer and shining and Swarovski crystals. Oh, you were getting crystals. your Veruca on. You're like, I want, I want, I want. I love yes. it. Um, what's her name? Oh, God. Um, I cannot think of the artist's name right now, but her bag was like all fur. It was like red fur with like a design. So it had like orange and black and green. And it was kind wow. of like this motif of a mountain or something like that. Wow. It was amazing. I think Nam Saluba. I think wow. that's who it was, but yeah. People are not giving up their lady, D their limited edition Lady Dior uh, bags. I've been on eBay. Really? I have my alerts going. Like, I am on the hunt for a Jamila Okubo. I'm pretty sure they're going to give them up within like 10 years or something like that. And they're trying to resell it. Oh, I will keep my eye out. I mean, do you know how long I waited for uh, a Givenchy top? Like the one that. Um, one of one of Ricardo's uh, designs that uh, that uh, Erica Badu uh, wore in one ah. of the ads, and I was like, I need that. I need that. It took me a minute, like a while, in my size, and I was like, when I finally found it, I'm like, yeah. And you're like, it's mine. And I love those items. items. Oh my god! You know what I'm excited for, and I'm going to get my hands on it. I don't know how, but I will. I will. The Christopher John Rogers and Target collaboration. Wait, I think we have time. No? Yeah, we do have time. Okay. Have time. Cool. June, right? It's June 6th, I think. Hold on. I Now I got to like double. I got to double quadruple check. Now I know I they put all of the products up so that you can pre-shop. Yeah. We're not no. pre-shop, like, but like window shop and make your list so that when midnight hits, you can do what you got to do. So oh, it's up right easy. now. Let me do that now. <laughs> it's up right now. Um, you know, and, and while we're talking about this, this is actually something I wanted to ask you. Who are some of the designers that like you're really into right now? Because you, whenever I'm like, you know, I need some new black designers to look into. I look at your Instagram page. I'm like, yes, there's another one. I mean, my top favorite designers in general would be um, Lisa Folawiyo, um, Super Yaya. Okay. Um, Jack Moose. Jack Moose. Is that how you say it? Oh, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Just, I'm like, I think so. I, I believe Forgive me so. if I butcher the name. You know, I'm I'm like an elder millennial, so you know, some some brands I'm just like, oh, let the young people do their thing, you know. I can't pronounce this either. Ekhaus Lata. Ekhaus. Oh, yes. 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 
Yeah. I love it. You're you're like, I like the brands that I cannot pronounce. I love that. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, I love, um, I also really did like Fenty. It was overpriced for I know, me. I but know. I love the looks that Reeve yeah. was wearing. And yeah. then for accessories, I love, for, and these are all black designers. Uh, again, I cannot pronounce English. Oh, Honestly, I'm pretty sure English was my second language, but <laughs> whatever. Enchanter. 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 Mm. Uh, so in French, the er is typically like a eh, you know, uh, le enchanté, probably like that, probably. Um, <laughs> this, is so, this is so fun. Oh wait, okay, what's the next one? Idas. <laughs> Only the reason I know how to pronounce it is because I heard my friend Shade. Lord help me, it. I cannot. Girl, I just. Uh, sorry, I'm dying over here, you guys. Um, and Telfar. And I mean, I am a major Brandon Blackwood fan. Oh, yes. I need my end systematic racism bag. Um, I Hopefully in pink. Um, he's doing another drop on May 10th. I'm super I excited. With a lot more bags, right? I, I I hope so. I hope I so. I swear I saw someone tweet it. I'll uh, be refreshing. These- I'll be refreshing. Yes. Like that's going to be my Mother's Day gift to myself. Ooh, you know? Yes, you deserve. That's all yes. I want. I just want a branded black Blackwood bag, you know. Uh, well, thank you so much. You are such a joy. I'm just so glad you're here. Uh, thank you for being you and your journey and it, just being inspirational without like, without even trying, you know, like I just, <laughs> I love it. You're thank just, you. it, it takes a lot to just be who you are. And, and that's the, that's the thing, right? Like be who you are. Like when you shine your light inside, you allow, you give permission to others. Yes. To the same. I live and, by that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you're dope. Thank you so much for being on a fashion moment. Thank you. Where can people Thank find you? Where can people um, find you? They can find me on Instagram at Jamila Okubo. And uh, you can find me on Twitter cutting up but I would not recommend it, but you know, ah, I love your TikTok. every once in a while. She'll make an appearance and do something. I try. I'm, I, I can't, I realized TikTok is for like my sister's generation. I was like, God, am I supposed to be here? Cause I'm you know, trying, girl. I'm trying to find my niche where I belong, you know? I was like, I guess but, I'll be, I guess I'm an, I'm, I'm auntie status at this point. I guess I'm an auntie. I accept it. But I love your TikTok. I think (laughs) there needs to be that kind of space, you know, the creative side of TikTok. Aw. Aside from the funnies, you know, I love a good laugh, but like more fashion related things. Thanks so much for joining me for this week of a fashion moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.